0: What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast with the Let's Talk Startups segments series, whatever I want to call it. Need to come up with a better title. If you guys have a better title, please let me know. Uh, Reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, Call my cell phone if you want. I don't know. Figure out a way to get in contact with me. But anyway, bringing you guys another segment here, another episode. Really excited about this one. I'm going to let my guest do the she is a straight killer guys this was an amazing episode her perspectives around startups around culture around tech around um, just product overall uh, is amazing. I really love where she's at right now in her very, very young career. She's gonna be doing some amazing things. We had a really, really, really nice conversation. We really just talked shop, guys. I'm really finding myself getting into a better groove of just talking shop and not interviewing, and so you guys will definitely be a flying on the wall listening to all things startup, all things product, all things entrepreneurship. This one was definitely one of the greatest episodes I've ever recorded. Uh, I know I say that a lot, but I really believe that. So please enjoy today's episode of Let's Talk Startups. That's it. Um, We kind of just hop right in. So like I said, thank you so much for joining here. Um, You are now, I want to say, maybe the seventh or eighth episode of kind of like this you know, Let's Talk Startups. I probably need to get a better name for that, but um, <laughs> Let's Talk Startups kind of like series that I'm doing within this macro podcast that I have and i um, excited to talk shop, so I appreciate it.
1: Awesome, yeah. Thank you for having me on. Always love talking about startups.
0: Perfect. Um, so I don't typically like to do the big, big, big origin story, but what we can do, um, give us maybe, let's see uh, if we can put you to the test. And give me your origin story in 90 seconds. Okay, cool. And I I, I say that, I'm sorry. And I say that to say, um, growing up listening to podcasts, one of my biggest, especially in the business industry and the startup industry, one of my biggest pet peeves when I listened to podcasts was like the 45-minute episode with the 29-minute origin story. Um, So uh, that's why I kind of threw that little joke in there like, Give it to oh, me yeah, in 90, yeah. not 90 seconds if you can.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Awesome. Yeah, so I can uh, go ahead. My origin story is actually pretty simple. So I um, grew up in the Washington, D.C. area, um, kind of like growing up, always loved to build. was kind of always intrigued with um, solving problems and um, kind of when I went up to college, Um, really solidified my experience and sort of interest in like product development. Some of my favorite, favorite ever classes uh, were like product design classes that I took where I got to like prototype in the engineering department. Um, Kind of following school, did something not at all related to to product development and ended up working with an e-commerce company. Um, But a couple years into that, Following um, a a sickness uh, from one of my close family members, kind of got back into this idea of like building products, um, sort of launched my very, very first um, web app and kind of from there got more involved in, in startups. And so right now what I do is I run a digital product studio called Lunchpail Labs. And then, especially in Atlanta, I'm really involved with like startup incubators. Um, I scout for NDVC, which is um, an alternative venture capital firm. But kind of, yeah, just doing doing a lot of different things related to startups. How old are you? Uh, I'm 27.
0: 27. That's right. So you're three years behind. Okay. So what? Um. So we we lived close enough to each other where I may know some of like. What uh? Where did you live in DC, and what high school did you go to?
1: Yeah, so I actually I'm I'm a DMV'er, so I grew up in um, the Virginia area. I went to Hayfield Secondary School, um, which was in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, okay. But yeah, and you where where were you? Where did you grow up? I know because I also know you are DMV. Yeah, as well.
0: Maryland, and then but I lived in Baltimore, so we were probably a few hours away.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, okay, and so what uh, this actually is not even on my list of questions or topics, but this is something um, we're probably jumping like three sections ahead here, but this is just something I needed to ask. Um, what, uh, what, what? What is your thoughts around people that make apps or products or start things that, um, that are great at creating the thing rather than understanding how to really build? A business or market around it so like talk to me about your skill set directly and then talk to me about um well do this for me actually answer a couple questions if you can tell I have ADD all the listeners all the listeners know that Uh, so um do this for me talk to me about what exactly your studio does slash talk to me about your personal skill and or maybe even lack thereof skills around being able to build something slash actually building a business and marketing and branding on top of that thing and how you think or don't think that's a gap that a lot of individuals like you or in this ecosystem overall uh, has. So I know that was a very complex question, but hopefully you follow along.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll definitely take that in parts. Um, So yeah. So kind of, some of like what my studio does. So we really focus on a lot of no and low code development. Um, so people kind of engage us in a variety of different ways. It can be on the actual like execution of they have an app idea and they want to find a way to kind of get it up to speed and up to market quickly. Um, it could be in sort of like workshop and uh, helping them understand some of these tools and how they can leverage them in their organization. Um, and then there's some people who we work with on an ongoing basis and kind of like a product management capacity, helping them think through how to structure their or- all the way uh, things from structuring their organization um, to like how to think through their, their roadmap and even in some casing cases, helping them prioritize those things. Um, I think it's also, so kind of moving now onto your next question. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting question of like, you know, the difference between building businesses and building products. Um, especially, I think there's a large like maker movement going on right now where um, people are getting really excited about, um, especially with the ease that some of these tools are making it to build and bring products to market. Um, with like just creating new things. Um, but company creation is certainly like a, a whole different ball game. Um, something that I'm personally like really interested in. And um, so with my firm specifically, we, we really focus on the product development. We don't do a ton of like branding and marketing and, and all, all of those other things. Um, but yeah, I think even on that sort of like maker opportunities, Um, I think this, like, next decade and, you know, next couple of years, we're going to see a lot of really interesting things happening in micro-entrepreneurship, where if you do have sort of, like, solid product execution and you do have a really good understanding of a a problem that needs solving, um, you can monetize those things.
0: So, here here are my thoughts on all that. So, again, it's going to be twofold. Follow with me here. You Ready? Um. So I guess one aspect of it is with with what you guys do. What type of um, you know, how do how, how do people find you, uh, to 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 present these ideas? Like, what's the process there? Like, like are you guys like how do you guys financially support yourselves with the studio off of these ideas? Like, are they paying you? Obviously, they're paying you to to, to do the no code and to get the thing off the ground from an idea. Um, so is that the business model, but, but more, more importantly than that, how are people even finding you guys? I mean, are you, what are you doing from a branding and marketing, uh, building relationship type atmosphere to, to, to create that inbound mm-hmm. or are you fi- Are you going out and trying to find these people?
1: Yeah, that's also a really great question. And a lot of it is actually, um, sort of like inbound driven. And so something that we've found, we work really closely with um different just like incubators programs um some other studios as well um so it's almost like a like a b2b to, B to C. um so a lot of the people who end up um coming Connectors. to us are like oh like you know we did this workshop with this incubator and then the people who are part of those incubators see that we did this workshop and then come sort of to us with those ideas um, but yeah i think it, it's definitely so far has been very relationship driven.
0: Um, Yeah. So that's the short answer. Yeah. I don't know if you saw me. uh, I I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I I said the word connector and my um, partnerships and, and, and partnership design uh, it's been in my blood since I was uh, 19. So I started my first company at 19, my second company at 21, both of them were built off the backs of relationships and partnerships, but like at a very, like design strategic element. Um, And so I use that word connector. So what you were alluding to, and that's the same way I do it. um, These are connectors, right? You're you're either thoughtfully and intentionally, or maybe not. um, And it just happens through osmosis, building relationships with incubators, workshops, VCs, advisors, anyone that's touching the ecosystem of startups, you want to know, and then you want them to know you because that's how that starts to happen you start to get connections, you start to get inbound, you start to get random, random pings that way, right?
1: Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's a really great point too. And especially for kind of like a newer service based company, because like while uh, LunchPail Labs is like, I guess like officially existed for two years, the first uh, couple of years was just like me kind of like hacking on internal ideas and projects. And we only have recently started really opening it up to sort of, consulting and doing work with other folks um but kind of having those that like kind of like b2bc to C kind of um model has helped us get a little bit of like credibility um especially with kind of like new folks because they can see like oh like you guys are sort of affiliated with these people um so i can like you know trust you even though you're new
0: and it's intentional (laughs) right and that's why i'm hoping you said it was a good point to kind of how to phrase it for anyone new or and maybe even for you to kind of push down deeper in your head, it's like, it's very much an intentional effort, um, rather than kind of just by osmosis and how life kind of happens. Um, so, so I guess to go deeper down the other rabbit hole, which is, um, the brand building, marketing, branding, putting a team together, like building the thing type atmosphere, um, One thing that I, so I'm a, I'm a co-founder, I have 10% equity and a brand, uh, that's an app, a product, um, that, uh, I'm excited about. Um, but the, the founder, the CEO, love him to death, great friend, um, will attend my wedding at some day. He's that close of a friend, but, uh, he, his, his, and he, if you listen to this, um, I hope cursing doesn't offend you. So I'm just going to say this, uh fuck you, AJ, Uh, if you ever listen to this. Uh, My name's AJ, too. That's a funny thing. We're both AJs. Um, But um, one great thing about him is he's great at design, great at building the thing. Um, He's so head down and focused on building the thing that he doesn't understand at times my frustration on, we're not really building the thing. And he always gets frustrated. I'm like, brother, like what you're not getting is that you're doing a great job of building the thing. No human being in the world knows that, that thing exists. And what are we doing from here to monetize it, but not even monetize it. What are we doing from a connector, PR, partnership, building the thing, putting teams in place to operate the thing? What are your thoughts on that, right? He now understands these things. Mm-hmm. So these are like premature conversations Yeah. probably about nine or 10 months ago that was, he he understood them obviously. Like he's he's a he's a brilliant guy, but I think individuals like him are so excited and enthusiastic and head down about building the thing that those other conversations seem a little energy drain.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What are your thoughts on? All that? Oh, and
1: that's a great point too. I feel like I was like reading something, and it was either by like Naval or maybe like a VC, but they were saying in a company like you need somebody who's like the builder and like someone who's like the salesperson, because it's rare that you have those two archetypes, like in a single person. Um, But like, if you have like two of those like killer types of people, like early on your team, um, that's like a powerful, powerful mix. But I think that's, I mean, a really, a really great point. Um, I almost feel like it's like, you kind of have to be like both, like you have to be sort of like obsessed with some of the execution um, and then also have to be someone who can like share what you're working on. That's why I also really like this kind of like build in public movement that's getting a lot of traction. Um, like folks like you know, KP really evangelize that approach. But I think for people, especially people who are more like, um, into like the details of of building the thing, um, even just like sharing your story along, along the way, sharing your metrics along Mm -hmm. the way, I think can be a really authentic way to connect with folks, um, as well as kind of share your story, share your brand, without being the sometimes draining that, um, you know, some like PR and marketing efforts can can be to those kind of folks. Um, But I think, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, you gotta, you gotta share it. Distribution is also very much part of part of bringing something
0: uh to fruition so you guys um so you guys are just building the actual product from the idea stage um what's next i know so if i'm hearing you correctly you're doing this i don't want to call it a side hustle but you were doing this internally within something else and was figuring it out for a while and maybe if i'm assuming it's been two years since it's been its own thing but would it be fair to say the last 8 to 8 months to a year you've really kind of hit a nice groove of this being a real real thing that you kind of are sinking your teeth into or or have you already sinked your teeth in for two four Oh years? yeah
1: that's a that's a really really great question and absolutely i think um when i started when i actually like uh moved full time on it Um, which was like eight months ago, and then six months, it was, it's only really been six months of us really taking sort of working and partnering with other people very seriously. Um, I think now it's starting to like shape off as its own, like, groove, its own own thing. Um, And yeah, I I feel like there's another question in there, too. uh, But I've forgotten. No, no, no. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. It's the ADD. See, My ADD is now bleeding over into you, so, so you now hey, have yeah. ADD. <laughs> um, no, I'm just te- but I really do, though, for the record, uh, I like to tell people that. It's not just, you ever heard someone say they kind of have ADD? I actually do. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah. but anyway, I'll stop. I'll stop about, myself. So anyway, um, no, so what I was really getting to was this. Um, have you guys ever thought about, and I, and I know you have, so this isn't mm-hmm. rocket science, so, one of the things that I'm starting to do on this podcast here is I, I, as I like to have moments where, have you ever listened to um, My First Million, the podcast? Ooh,
1: I know there's two my, my First Millions. There's the one by Arlen, and then I think there's one by like the people who are also by, behind like the hustle. Um,
0: yes, Sam okay. Parr. Nice.
1: Okay. That, that. First
0: yeah, million. Sam Parr, and I forget his, yeah. And the one by Arlen is really great mm-hmm. as well. Um, but, um, so not that one, but the other one by Sam Parr. They do these things where there's probably like a 30 minute part of an hour interview where like they they like drift on actual problems that the founder or the person I'm bringing onto the episode are actually having in the moment, or different, or 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 Sam will give ideas of what that partner should do, partner. I'm sorry, the founder should do, or and then kind of riff on how that would actually operationally work and and kind of have a moment. So I was hoping, and I've been doing this with a few of my guests recently, so maybe we can do something like that. Uh, So two things, we can either go, what's one problem right now or a few problems, things you're thinking about, things that you're trying to unpack within your own business right now, or even just yourself as an entrepreneur, that maybe we can just act like we've been friends for 18 years and just start to riff on them for a moment and really like figure out how that would work. And if you don't have any suggestions around that, that means you are well on your way to having a billion dollar business and you are perfect, which is not the case probably, Um, which I do believe you can eventually have that. But I throw that joke in there because I always tell people, if you have no issues, that means you're like perfect and beautiful and everything's (laughs) amazing, which we all know is not the case. Or what you can decide to do is, um, is we can unpack a strategy that should be layered on top of what you're currently doing. So I love layers. I love it when I see organizations layer on top. Amazon, I think, is one of the most, like, the most magnificent versions of layering. Um, I think Facebook, obviously, as well, is a beautiful company that decides to just continue to layer. Um, So which one would be more interesting to riff on? something to layer on top of your studio right now or rifting on a problem internally right now that you have talked to friends family partners and you just still can't seem to crack mm-hmm. the
1: code? yeah i mean i feel like i could go either way we can start like with a problem and then maybe i'll turn into some layering
0: all right what's so what's yeah, the problem so i
1: guess like something that i'm also um i feel like something that i sort of toe the line of is is like, you know, how much should I be either concerned with like, maybe like expanding the team? I think, you know, Lunch Pail Labs is kind of getting at its limits with the amount of people that we have right now, versus just maybe saying no to more people or saying no to more opportunities and um, kind of whittling down the kind of things that we offer. Um, so I think, yeah, that's like something that um you know that sort of like taking on more sort of like diversity of things um maybe putting more resources sort of testing these other things versus um yeah sort of narrowing down some more and like niching down some more
0: i love these type of conversations so i already have a oh, bunch
1: yeah of awesome yeah i um, love to hear it
0: so so i guess my first question would be and i'm i'm making this assumption based on what you said going back to the connector relationship intentional conversation we were having about 10 mm-hmm. minutes ago i'm assuming through your vc incubators startup advisor whatever startup advisory kind of ecosystem you now have cultivated in your life i'm assuming you now have i always call it predictable you have a pre- you have a predictable business model where you can close your eyes right now and sleep peaceful at night, knowing that you'll get a certain amount of inbound every month. You feel great about that. You've created that atmosphere. I guess that's my first question. That's kind of a question, but I'm assuming the answer is uh, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think we've gotten to a a place now where, um, yeah, we kind of know what levers to pull to kind of get, get folks the right types of people who we would like to work with contacting us.
0: And for my own selfish desires, what, what would you say your biggest lever? Like, if right now you are like, we really need some new business, let me just crank this one lever, what would that be?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we see, um, I think workshops, like, you know, additional workshops with kind of like some of the people who we've already partnered with. I think, yeah, whenever um, we have done workshops, that sort of had a little mini spike in um, kind of people who want to do work.
0: Inside of it. Huh? A- Inside yeah, of an like incubator? With
1: incubators, that's sort of like, yeah, some of our like people who mm-hmm. we partner with. Mm-hmm.
0: Got it. So you'll partner with them. You'll put on a free workshop. Yeah,
1: sometimes they're free. Sometimes they're paid. Sometimes they're free for their okay. members, but paid by the incubator type thing. But
0: mm-hmm. even even yeah. better, right? Um, you'll do that. You get PR, exposure, credibility, relationship, access, visibility, and then at some point, either directly or indirectly some point, something, something.
1: Yeah. From that. Yeah.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. All right. So let's check that off. Right. So are you saying now, the question then would be, are you considering pulling on that more slash now things are coming in Thus, you would need to increase the amount of team members you have? Yeah.
1: So um, that's, yeah, exactly. Like the point, like I'm kind of like at the point where, Uh, We do have some folks that we work with, like kind of like on a, who work with us on like a part-time basis, Um, but like, yeah, kind of at that, like, oh, perhaps I should kind of do more of this, have more work and then have more folks on the team kind of like helping out with that work or um, maybe say no to most of the work and only go after like the most exciting work or interesting work and still stay small
0: what would be the reason not to go larger? Now, let me give you a bit of context of why I'm asking that. Even though you're typically not supposed to do that because it usually drives the answer that you think you want to hear. So I'm trying not to be biased. Um, So I'll give you some context. Um, With my businesses right now, we are creating those levers, right? The levers have not been created yet. But once I clearly understand what those levers are, I'm going to take my 225 pound frame and I'm going to jump all of my body weight on those levers and (laughs) squeeze as much as I can because I'm obsessed with teams. I want to have across my collective, I want to have 5,000 employees that work for me one day. Like I am obsessed with people and environments and culture as you probably know, due to my, you know, what I do. Um, I'm just obsessed with that. So, in order to create that, obviously there needs to be more cash, more business, more things to do. So what I'm asking you, you directly now with that context is, what's one of the reasons why you wouldn't want to pull the lever to create more opportunity? Is it because of, do you, are you maybe one of those people that kind of don't want to really get into the employee, big big team management business, which I think a lot of founders underestimate? Is it, the second thing, is it, do you feel like you guys are still getting a, you guys are still getting clarity on the quality that you can bring and you want to be very careful about that quality and you have a lot of kind of micromanaging in a good way, kind of attention on that quality for your brand. Um, I don't know any of the three or four yeah. reasons why. So what are the reasons why you wouldn't want to pull? Yeah, I, um, I think that that's lemon. a, that's a great
1: question. Yeah. I think, for us right now, it really centers on like so much of like, you know, what's bringing us revenue is still like related to services. And so, like, I think if, you know, perhaps like more of what we were doing were just like kind of like scalable products, um, perhaps that would be a little bit um, of a, a, a different um, kind of conversation. But I think, especially with like, You know companies even we're like a studio model but even like companies that are anywhere close to the agency model um more people it's like it's not uh proportionally more always like more um benefit like the the cost kind of sometimes creeps up with that are
0: you are you driven by that
1: am i am i driven by that
0: yeah like like what type of see i know i'm getting very deep here on purpose um Like, what type of CEO are you? Like, are you the type of like, are you very analytical? Are you very numbers like it needs to make sense on the black and white sheet, or are you very like, like you just want to see a bunch of people around you? Are you a little bit of both? Are you just like, I just love the work that I do, and like, as long as we make payroll every week, like, I don't really care. Like, where do you sit? Yeah, so
1: definitely like more like numbers driven. Um, so yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely definitely more numbers driven. I think. Not necessarily driven for like a, a big organization, just for big organizations' sake. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I've yeah. also like worked with teams that have kind of you know gotten super, um, especially teams that you know have a more service-oriented product um, that have you know sort of broadened all the troops, and then it kind of like ah, there's like you know a little bit more more complexity um, than maybe like that benefit in being able to capture that incremental extra business sort of allows or, you know, makes sense there. What,
0: <laughs> what automation are you leaning towards? So I'm assuming one of your reasons of, of of scaling and building out the team and doing these things would be driven and based off of, you now have something that is, like you said, not service driven, but more automated what, what what does that look like for you? What what have you been? What have you guys yeah. been pondering? I'm I'm assuming that's really going to be your answer. Your answer is going to be if we are going to try to get bigger, then it needs to get out of the service game, and it needs to be more yeah. of another. Yeah, and,
1: type and, and of game. like maybe not even like out of like services completely, but like you know, is, like you know, mm-hmm. thinking like right now we're very like, um, I guess what the saying is like, give me a hammer, and I'll find the tool, or just like custom tool to every problem. Um, so. You know, if I we see. were, if got to a place where we sort of honed in, kind of like to like, you know, maybe this is our productized service. Like, oh, like we are build your app in ten days, for example, or something. Like, we have this very I narrow see. kind of scope, um, where it is really just like, hey, like it's a very specific process that I can hand out to whoever, and um, you know, they can sort of implement that process. I think if we had more of those, um, I'd be, I'd probably lean toward sort of like bringing more and more people. Um, but yeah, right now it is very, it, it is a pretty custom process. So, um, I think for us, there's still a little bit more like research onto like, we're exploring, we're doing, we're kind of have our hands on in like a couple of different pots right now. Um, probably at some point, I feel like you know talk to me about lunch pail lab in two three five years we may not have our hands in all the same pots that we have currently maybe it's a, a few a few fewer pots um and so like once we sort of like hone in on yeah what's worth kind of like repeat, repeating and sort of like niching down to um my personal bias has been like it would make sense to to add other things but then you know, I, I know kind of like on the flip side, um, y- y- people, you know, often like, I'd also don't want to, um, you know, hamper the business unnecessarily because I'm not bringing in like the right help when it makes sense. So kind of like thinking about those,
0: mm-hmm.
1: both, of, both of those.
0: No, you're, you're, you're talking about something that is really interesting and, um, good, bad, or indifferent. I'm assuming the way you framed it up, you guys, and when I say you guys, I mean you and then whoever else you started working with as your first one or two or three people that started helping you. This was very ad hoc. And what I mean by that is you did a scrappy entrepreneurial thing where you just started doing. And now you're in a phase of trying to be more intentional to step back and look at what you've, what you've done so far and figure out where you want to kind of position it. Um, with what I'm doing right now, back to the service question this is actually one thing that me and my partners are actually being very intentional on, which is, you know, what are we doing? Meaning what are the three to seven things that we do and that's it slash where are we willing to customize? Right? Like, and that's kind of what the conversation you're having is like, how do we go from full customization, full leaning into the client to, here's the seven things we do here, are the four things we do here, are the two things we do, there's really nothing else to negotiate. Cause this is what it is. How do you play that balance game? Are you, yeah. That yeah. Definitely. Saying?
1: Uh Yeah. Like, yeah. Sort of playing that balance game and like, um yeah. Understanding. Cause so far, like our business has been very, uh yeah. Very I mean like customer driven. Like, you know, when we have sort of offered new things or done new things, it's, been at the request of like a customer um so yeah i think kind of you know understanding sort of now even though we're still sort of like young in this kind of uh you know upgraded studio taking that step back to say okay like even if there is maybe interest in us doing this do we still does it still make sense for us to do this particular thing or should we only, only exclusively do, as you say, like these seven things?
0: How many people do you have So right
1: now? For? It's full-time me. And then there's two people that we have kind of like part on a part-time basis. So it's just...
0: mm-hmm. Got it. So it's three. Who, who else is involved in the strategy of making the decision? Yeah. So does me
1: you... and then, um, I have like coaches and like advisors but like in terms of like where the buck stops it's it's all me.
0: Got it, got it, got it. And and how do you feel about that?
1: Uh I mean I think so far like um I feel like
0: Like do you do you wish you had a um, co-founder?
1: I feel I feel like not currently. Um I think I've had been pretty lucky to be around yeah, just like other networks of like founders and entrepreneurs who kind of like can informally be those like sounding boards. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, don't think with this particular venture, um, I wish I had a co-founder.
0: Are there any like operational, like, like as you're growing, right? Like, are like as you as you step back and look at the model of the business, are you, do you ever find yourself saying, okay, uh, I'm because this, I'm always fast. And yeah. The reason why I'm really asking, I'm always fascinated by different point of views because, um, I have always and forever. will start businesses with people. I started my very first one with two co-founders. I started my second one with three. I started this collective model company that I had with 14. Um, I will forever and always because I like to I like to mind my business, meaning I know I know what I'm really really good at, and I literally don't want to touch or think about anything else. Um, and I'm talking about from like a strategic sense. So, have you ever found yourself? And I'm just looking yeah. at the context, just from your point of view. Have you ever found yourself? Have you ever found yourself thinking, okay, there are like internal things that I can hire people to do, but At a strategy level, I really would appreciate other functions of the business to strategize with with someone else. Like, have you ever found yourself wondering or wishing or pondering that you had someone else to make strategic decisions with at that executive level or to forge partnerships or to steward operations or to Mm -hmm, do X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, uh, entrepreneurship can certainly be, like, a lonely Mm -hmm. journey, so... I feel like it definitely would be, be nice to have um, someone to, to chat with. I think, like, at our stage currently, um, the business isn't, like, extremely complicated um, that it, I don't think, has, like, hindered us much at this point. But, yeah, I mean, I think especially, like, you know, if we do, just how we do and how we do decide to grow, Um I would imagine I wouldn't be the only person sort of thinking about like, oh, like, you know, what opportunities we should look at, um, kind of like forever. Mm-hmm.
0: Makes sense, makes sense. Um, yeah. Talk to me about scouting. What, um, what do you, what yeah, do you like yeah. about it? Why uh, do you
1: yeah, know? great, great question. So, um, so yeah, I'll talk about scouting, Um, some of the the motivations for me was like less about just like scouting in general and and more about learning about just like alternatives in sort of like venture um, people who are looking at kind of indie businesses and just like things that um, are often overlooked um, by sort of like some traditional venture capital and just being like immersed in that space. So, Uh, That was like my main motivation, especially with kind of joining the NDVC Scout um, process. And I know um, different Scout programs differ in how engaged or what the time commitment is that you have um, to to be a part of that program. But I also really appreciated that like NDVC was kind of like you can be like as involved or not involved um, as you'd like. And yeah, so, I mean, but my motivation was really, really like what um, Bryce is doing, kind of like the India economy, kind of um, just forging out a space in this alternative venture capital. Um, And I think, you know, for a lot of like overlooked ideas, overlooked founders as well, um, it's really interesting to learn about how those models might benefit.
0: How How do you do it? break it down tangibly how 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 do you scout personally you or just the macro or just the macro function of being a scout right something that um i'm interested in is because you know with with my business model um understanding that Mm -hmm. may help me um may help listeners so give me give me some of the how do you find and so i guess what i'm really asking is like are you are you finding like diamond in the rough, like just founders with ideas? Are you finding companies that are like three or four or five people already? Are you finding like like what are you finding? How are you going about finding? Yeah, like, definitely, down, like, 10- definitely. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah,
1: that's a that's a really really great question. Um, for like. NDVC, they have a very sort of like particular profile of company um, that they're interested in, in investing in. So um, kind of with, with companies that I I talk to, it it starts there Um, or like for me, like thinking whether like, oh, you know, NDVC has an investment round or application round opening up, like would this company be a good fit? It starts with, um, do they sort of check those um, general, general boxes and, in DVC, they're really looking at companies that are post revenue, and so not so much your like idea stage entrepreneur. Um, but they also like make things really transparent, so they have a lot of lovely information as well of kind of like the the companies that they tend to invest in. And um, in terms of like, oh, mm-hmm.
0: how do you how do you even find them though? Like, is this like um so? I'm yeah. even talking about like from square one. Is it do they have do they have like a portal inside of the company or is it, like? Here's a big bucket list of all the companies that are on our radar. Are you punching in certain keywords in LinkedIn like oh, Twitter? Yeah, like how are you question. actually.
1: And so it? for me, it also comes down to like those relationships that I already have with kind of like other incubator programs, accelerators, um, kind of places where entrepreneurs hang. And so um yeah, I like for the companies that um I like kind of like scout, it's um mostly companies coming from um, those networks sometimes companies will actually reach out uh, to me um seeing that uh, i'm involved with scouting and kind of give their information but yeah don't do a lot of uh sort of and i know everybody has like a different process but me personally it's kind of already through those those networks and um sort of programs that i'm already involved involved with
0: Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. And then I didn't mean to cut you off. Maybe break it down some other things. I'm I, I I I heard you were gonna start going on a couple of different oh, things. Oh yeah, so no I'm worries. Sorry, I, I actually don't off.
1: remember. Um I think I, I think I actually got everything. So yeah, oh, you- like a basic process.
0: Okay. Um and then and then any any interesting like you personally any interesting finds or have you personally not found anything yet that yeah so um, they're
1: still in the process of i think reviewing their app the recent application round so nothing i can talk about um quite yet but um yeah i feel like uh it's really interesting to see especially like in this like covid time like what people are pivoting into what opportunities people are finding and like um i ran into some a, a few businesses that were um interesting um, that have like managed to even grow during this time. So uh, very excited to see kind of like the, the future. Um, people always reference how companies like Pinterest and Uber were founded in sort of like the last recession. So interesting to see like who emerges is like, oh, this is the success story from like 2020 in the next few years.
0: Who, uh, who uh, wh- wh- What's the team size? I mean, what do we, so you said, you know, post revenue. So, what are we talking here team size wise? Are we talking companies with 10 people, six people, three people? I know you're saying these are no longer, yeah. Ideas, I don't
1: know if like there's like a sweet, a sweet spot. spot on like the like investment size, but, um, yeah, I think I've mostly have, uh, sort of looked at small teams. Um, so folks with like the, like, you know, two to, to four to five people. Um, but I'm sure like, in DVC mm-hmm. and and people of like all, all
0: sizes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. So here's, here's the selfish part of this thing here for me. Um, for me, uh, I guess, let me start here. Do, what do you remember? Um, and I, I promise I won't take any offense. What do you or don't you remember about the context of what it is? Well, I know,
1: really? um, Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Put yeah, you on the spot, spot. Uh, sorry. So, yeah, I mean, I remember uh, that you're, like, running this collective, um, really focused on sort of, like, that, you know, people operations, if I'm remembering correctly, you know, helping folks kind of have, like, a, a good, like, sort of, like, people and, like, employee experience. Um, those were the the main highlights that I, that I remember. Mm-hmm.
0: Got it. No, then, no worries. So yeah, so that's the gist. Uh, I guess little micro details. So so yeah, it's a collective model. There's three companies, three initiatives. One's called Project 2030. There's a fourth that there's a forthcoming called Beyond Resume. Then there's another company called Beyond Brand Studios, and then there's a company called uh, Startup EX. All of them to some way are touching the recruiting, employer, branding, employee experience people operations space but all of them as well as the macro company are all impacting the startup ecosystem. So idea to let's call it 300 employees. So super like pre, you know, pre product literal idea to we got 15 employees to we're at 70 or 80, which is raised around B or C to we're in growth right now. And we're, we, we're going from 90 employees to 350 in the next 6 months. Um so all of those functions are impacting that. Um it's it's under this big banner called E1B2 employees first business second. Uh, I believe in that at a very motivational theoretical high level and then I believe in that at a very operational level any day of the week. Uh I have and I'm ready to get in big heated debates with people <laughs> if anyone wants to challenge me on that. Um, uh, cause I've had a lot of people try to push back, um, you know, and again, the small caveat for me anyway, is, you know, I'm a hybrid, right? So a lot of people in my space, and when I say my space, I'm talking about the people operations, HR space, they typically lose those debates because they've always just been an employee or they've always just been that person. They've never actually been through the grunt work of building a thing either to a six or seven figure level. I've been a hybrid. So, anytime I get in these debates, I look at them dead in their face and I say, let's have a conversation here because I'm not like Mm -hmm. what you thought I was like. Um, So, uh, that's kind of like my old football. I used to play football. So, it's kind of like the intensity that comes out of me. Um, So, anyway, that's my context. So, next nine minutes, what I selfishly want to ask you, you know, how do you personally, from what you've seen in the startup ecosystem, I'm assuming, that you've been around companies that are post idea and maybe even post five or 10 people. I'm assuming you've seen, heard, been around companies at that size. What do you think when I say employees first business second at a very operational level? Um, You know, how are you thinking about, or are you even thinking about, or do you even think startups are thinking about people operations at a very operational level, not the, foosball table snacks we'll download a nice mental health mental health app we'll be nice to our employees the operational elements do you are these things that you're thinking about or companies that you know or people that you know are thinking about give me your hot take on those things just so i can get a a, get a good taste of of what the world is actually thinking not my own yeah that's a great question um yeah i mean i feel like
1: Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. And um, be transparent yeah. as
1: well. Great, great question. Especially with...
0: I'll put you on the hot seat.
1: Oh, no, did you say something? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah no I'll word. say, sorry, um, I keep putting yeah, you on the hot especially seat. with that, like, you know, employee experience. I feel like early on, sometimes it's really easy for it to uh, kind of go by the wayside. Um, with teams that I've talked to at kind of like, you know, the the five person to like, you know less than five percent and a a little bit more than that range I feel like sometimes like there can be um a lot of focus on like the the marketing and like the product and some of like the distribution um but like not always so much on like what makes a a great employee experience Mm -hmm. even like as like you know, not all founders have had, like, management experience before. So, like, even what makes, like, a good leader mm-hmm. to people, um, I think, is something that sometimes people have to sort of learn as they go. Um, so, I, I definitely see, like, the the merits there because turnover is super expensive, especially for, like, early companies. Like, you know, you don't want to bleed people just mm-hmm. because they were having like a, a poor experience or, you know, for things that are very um, sort of, you know, preventable.
0: Yeah. So you're starting to go down the path. I'm, I'm very glad you said that you're starting to go to go down the path that I was hoping you would go down. Uh, turnover, retention, management style, management skill and expertise, erasing and, erasing and eliminating ego, restructuring workflow restructuring operations um um designing and putting teams together optimizing that that function these mm-hmm. are things and again i'm asking here and then i'm giving my two cents here as well i'm not seeing startups think about this right because so when i took the position of head of people for two startups over the last five years that's when it clicked for me i was like part my friends again i said oh shit like These startups, even at 80 people, even at 50 people, even at 150 people, there's no true operational conversations restructuring and pivoting to make this a focus point. They're so focused on branding, marketing, scale, PR, operations, product, and just speed. There's no conversation around how pausing for a moment, understanding these things can actually support and help what you're actually trying to do. And then when they bring in a head of people, they're throwing all of these macro things that I just said, which they know nothing about at an intimate level at that one person. And now that one person really doesn't have any say, and they're trying to like figure everything out on the fly. So that's where this whole EMB2 Collective kind of thing came along, is from my own personal experiences of like, that's a gap, that's a white space, that's a problem. Um, Though the problem is I'm not sure Individuals in the ecosystem Are seeing it as a problem Which is something I'm still navigating So here's my direct question NDVC Other incubators, accelerators People that you know in your network I'll come out and straight, straight, say it very directly to you Forever and always I hope to build a relationship with you That keeps my eyes open At a very intentional level Two to three times a year to find opportunities that you can capitalize on. So, in a vice versa scenario here, selfishly, how do you think VC accelerators, incubators, people in your network, how are they unpacking what I'm doing? Or are they even thinking about it? What advice would you give to me to forge these partnerships, to come in and do workshops, to get introductions, to build these relationships, to, to, to build these, these, these secure frameworks for me to have a shot? And not just explaining at a high level of why this is important, but to really get in front of a founder and a team and a company and and really make an inf- impact and a difference and, and forge these partnerships. How would you, what, what advice would you give me to go about it? Um, mm-hmm. What should mm-hmm. I avoid? Yeah, I mean, that's like
1: a, that. a really, really great question. Um, even like there's a, you know, really early team that I'm currently working with and they're like, you know, at the like 25 people. Um, and they have like a strong desire, you know, to, to sort of, uh, kind of, you know, turnover is a problem. They really want to be able to improve their, their people experience. I think if they could hold on to to more folks, um, that would be ideal. But I think one thing too, that kind of, um, one thing that I see that I think, uh, kind of hurts this cause sometimes is you know, even when you have these sort of like, you're like, you know, head of X department or head of this, you know, thinking through, you know, what, are, what are the the metrics that they are sort of like, held to report it on. And sometimes, um, I think it's a lot closer to the like, how many features did you actually get shipped on time and things like that. So even if there is that desire, I think it's really easy to deprioritize to some of those other pieces um but i i think what you said about kind of like incubators and accelerator programs is um interesting because in my experience like going through accelerators and um sort of like being in incubators um i mean they have that sort of holistic education holistic um that even for even if like, okay, like I'm starting, I just have my co-founders, I have an idea, we maybe have a product, product, and we're getting uh, some traction, but we're not necessarily at like, we have like a company, um, kind of yet. Um, Those like, like those programs, I think are, are in my experience, those programs are still sort of sharing that information that people might really harp on later on. Um, So I think yeah, kind of, like, having having those, like, relationships there. Um, it'll be interesting, too, to see, like, um, like I feel like, yeah, most most of the teams I work with are, like, you know, 30, 30 and under. Um, but, like, once you get to that, like, 50, like, 100 people, I think that also starts to be, like, such a hindrance if you really have poor processes um, that people have the capital to like really invest. Um, And then also uh, yeah, have like the the resources to invest and see sort of like how it's bringing down some of the other parts of their business.
0: Of course. Well, uh, I appreciate all that feedback. Um, There's things that I do and we do for teams at 20, 30, 10, (laughs) 5, 300. So um you know hopefully you know in the near future there's there's introductions there's support there's collaborations that i may be able to do with you and and those teams and then vice versa like i like i told you i I really want to and and you'll you'll hear from me soon to to really understand what that would look like for me to keep my eyes open for you guys as well um but uh i i do appreciate your feedback i really really appreciate this 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 Conversation we had today, I really liked the 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 cadence of it. Um, tell us, you know who you uh, who you think you guys are going to be in the next few years. Where people can find you. Ooh, any okay, last yeah. words, and um, then so then yeah, I'll get you like out of here.
1: Lunchpail Labs, I think, um, in the next five years, we'll you know continue to to be like this digital product studio, but we'll have products in the market that you recognize um, that, like, you know, Lunch Pail Labs would have either built or um, kind of, you know, did an equity for services deal with or uh, sort of helped to bring to fruition in some market. And so um, that's, that's where we hope to be in the future. And then kind of where you can find me, I am Lola Ojabawale on LinkedIn, Lunch Pail Labs. Our website is www.lunchpaillabs.com. Um, So you can check us out there. We're also on Twitter at LunchPail Labs. Um, LinkedIn also at LunchPail Labs. Um, So yeah, definitely feel free to check us out there. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It was like, it was a great conversation.
0: I really appreciate it. And we will definitely talk soon. And once I get it all edited, uh, I will send that over to you. Um, and then in a few weeks, I like to always, I like to schedule these like post podcast conversations to kind of just unpack how we both think it went and just talk about some other things more to more tangibly, but I really appreciate you spending some time today. righty, Talk soon.
1: Later.
0: All yeah. right. We'll talk very soon.